log, star date 7403.6. Pretending to do a captain's log? I saw that, but I don't believe it. A Vendorian doctor. A uh, shapeshifter? Ah, move. Look, I can set you up with somebody great on the Cerritos. There's that Felosian and Tactical. She seems like a nice plant person. Intelligent plants? Orion's little game of neutrality and piracy is over. For your information, many Orions haven't been pirates for over five years! Time to take this puppy off its leash! Warp me! Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Drawn to Trek, a podcast about the animated adventures of Star Trek. And that includes the animated series, TAS, Lower Decks, the upcoming Prodigy, as well as two animated short treks. And, you know, we might want to get a little cheeky. We might uh, throw in a comic book or two. I'm Aaron Harvey, your host, as we dive into the animated world of Star Trek. I was co-author and designer of Star Trek, the official guide to the animated series. I've done a TAS podcast before, and you may have heard me on the network with Brandy Jackola on Infinite Trek. It's our monthly live roundtable where we talk about pretty much anything in the Star Trek universe. But I'm not going to be alone on this journey. For each of the animated shows, I have a different co-host. For Lower Decks, my co-host will be the prolific Trek tuber Jesse Gender. For TAS, John Cooley. And for Prodigy, my former podcast co-host, Darren Moser. And if you want to know a little bit more about them, you can check out the previous episode, episode zero, uh, Meeting the Crew. So we thought our first episode was going to be kicking off season two of Lower Decks. Uh, then we heard that on July 23rd for Comic-Con at Home, they're going to be doing a Lower Decks and Prodigy panel. So we figured, oh, we'll record a reaction to that. And then Monday, we got a Lower Decks trailer, followed by some Trek toy news. So even though Jesse should be my co-host for Lower Decks, she's super busy, and ironically, I think she's actually recording a video about Lower Decks right now. So I have drafted my TAS co-host, John Cooley. Hey! So we're going to review this 15-second trailer because, like the show itself, there's a lot crammed into a very short period of time. I love it. It's one of the things that Mike and his team are so good at doing. So, you know, let's really quickly go through what the, the trailer is and we can talk about it. Um, we open up on a starbase orbiting a planet, and the starbase itself sort of resembles Starbase 47 or the Vanguard station from the Star Trek novels from our friends David Mack, Dayton Ward, and Kevin Dilmore. But it seems like maybe it's a larger version. There's an extra ring around it, and there are ships that are docked around. We have a 22nd century Andorian battle cruiser, two of them, uh, what appears to be two Daedalus-class starships, which were the old like sphere on a stick with two nacelles from that time period as well. God, I love seeing um, those. Yeah, they're very cool. Uh, we've got a Parliament-class starship, uh, a Maquis Raider, and what appears to maybe be the Cerritos and the Titan, although the scale doesn't feel right between the Titan and the Cerritos. But since when we cut from this, we actually see uh, Boimler and Mariner, and we know that Boimler is on the Titan, it it's, makes kind of sense they've met up at the Starbase. But it could be later in the season. We do not know what this is this is from at all but they're in something resembling uh ultra formal mess dress uniforms so yes there's yeah. some sort of function going on and i love the the fact that mariner for being in an ultra formal uniform which <laughs> indicates that there is something you know uh important going on diplomatically that she still has her sleeves rolled mm -hmm. um when i was in the military i would have gotten verbally slapped hard for that 
especially in that situation. How do you roll those uniform like uh, animation magic? No, I know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we we cut back from we cut from the um, the star base into Boimler and Mariner in their dress uniforms, driving around like in a service vehicle through a space station, being chased by the uh, the station security. Ooh, crap, crap, crap! Oh, it's security. They're pulling us over. Yeah. Ah! Well, I love it. They, they basically burst through onto what looks like the the like a promenade or like a mall. Yes. Yeah, very much the, the lucky Ferengi where they break through the store window. <laughs> exactly. Which is just keyed straight out of John Landis's The Blues Brothers in 1980 uh, when the Blues Brothers are being chased and escape the police uh, or try to escape the police by jumping into a mall and having one of the best car chases in history. In a mall, in a real mall, just destroying everything in sight, narrowly avoiding smashing people who are just doing some shopping. New Oldsmobiles are out early this year. New Oldsmobiles are in early this year. I want to hear something like that from Mariner. You know, just in that role, in that mode, it would be hysterical. We may actually, he, who knows? We, we see, literally see 15 seconds, so who knows? Um but as they're, they, you know, they peel off and as she guns the car away from security, three data action figures tumble off the back of the car. It looks like a data and a lore or a variant. Of yeah, because I mean, one of them smirking and the other two are just sort of like the, the standard no expression data. An emotion chip. New emotion chip data. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because we know from previous uh, lower decks that they that the general Starfleet public at least knows about lore. You hear what happened on the Enterprise? Apparently, Data's got an evil twin brother who teamed up with the Borg. Crazy, right? <laughs> what? Man, it's like a new thing every week with those guys. Right. Like, leave some unknown for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and somehow there must be some sort of Federation news service uh, operating yeah. out there in subspace because apparently the, the exploits of Picard's Enterprise, like Kirk's before it, are famous. Everybody at the Starfleet knows what's going on. I feel like they did with happened. TOS even before there was an animated show about Lower Decks. I feel like in at least in the books and stuff, they're definitely that their exploits were known because it was like his mission documents and stuff. They, in fact, one of them was turned into a recent book. I can't remember who wrote it. It's driving me crazy. But they did a basically it was a Star Trek show inside of Star Trek. It was called like starfleet adventures or whatever it was but it had they described the font which is exactly the star trek oh font. that's awesome yeah and it's like she uh, who is reading it's like these are crazy what is this a paper mache eiffel tower so they're actually <laughs> referring back to the old gold key comics in some of it so like somehow in their universe their stories have been so warped that they've been turned into this which i used to joke that tas was sort of the the in-universe version of like a Disney movie or something right. like that. It's like that. Well, if if people in the Federation are watching Star Trek, yeah, you know, and they're watching these fam- I mean, what better recruitment film for Starfleet could you have than the exploits of the original Enterprise under James T. Kirk? Maybe yeah. what the animated series is, is how those adventures were given to the public at large within the Federation. Maybe there's somewhere out there, 79 prior episodes 
of Star Trek, the animated series that ends with turnabout intruder. And we've just never seen it. That would be insane, (laughs) but, but awesome. And so maybe that's how Mariner's like, do you remember episode 51? Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Now I want to try and condense like all those episodes into a half hour. What would be in cartoon form? Well, maybe, I mean, maybe that's actually the origin of all of her references. Like when she's like, what am I, Kirk? What is this, the 2260s? Yeah, come on. Maybe that she's totally getting that from TS. That's why the animated TAS Kirk and Spock are on the pad in front of Landru. Yes. In last season's Lower Decks. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. It's meta <laughs> within meta. It's meta, it's yeah. super meta. Every Yeah, I, that's I, really what I love about uh, lower decks is that we have that meta within meta. And if, if you're a fan, it's like so many levels of meta. And even if you haven't watched Star Trek, there's enough there to still just be hilarious. Well, again, I mean, just the nod and the wink. I love, yeah. you know, whenever we visit the TOS era, TOS, those old scientists, what? I mean, and like you, you were saying the other day, there's got to be something for TAS. Oh yeah, no. Well, we're we're working on that. We have a <laughs> we have an idea for something, um, Mike. If so, y- you should really be paying attention to us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we've we've done the crash through with the homage to the Blues Brothers, uh, and then I've noticed what I love about the 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 vehicles. They have kind of like Tron highlights, like the wheels and everything have this really nice neon light, which is kind of cool. Which I'm assuming is like if you're driving around inside of a star base, it kind of is. You know, it gives you a little bit more visibility. Well, it kind of reminds me of Picard's Dune buggy, too. You know, a little bit, like, yeah. a little bit of that. But I got to think, I mean, going back to the figures bouncing off the back end of the, the, tram, which have little Starfleet, uh, uh, um, little bases, bases that they're standing yeah. on, uh, little yeah. collector bases so you can stand them up. I got to mm-hmm. think that that 15 second clip was well curated and released. Yes. Coming out. That came the, out on Monday. That came out on Monday. And then we get the press release yesterday about play. Mates action figures. That's not an accident. No matter how accidental it looked, falling off the back of those those <laughs> dune buggies. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Then that, we're going to talk about that next. We're going to talk about the that we are on the precipice of getting a lot more Star Trek toys or any Star Trek toys. It really feels like. Oh, I'd say a lot more Star Trek toys. Yeah. People's wallets are not going to be happy, dude. No. Uh. So real quick, back to the the trailer we had. Um. One of the you, some of the aliens that you can see in the background. We've got a Gorn. We have the unnamed alien that have kind of the gills from the uh, first season of of Lower Decks. And I think we were talking about this on on Twitter the other day. It's like I don't think they have names actually. And somebody no. said that all aliens for the first season of Lower Decks start with an A. Any new ones? Like I don't know if that's true, but that would be interesting. Huh. So like next season would be bees, I guess, and then and so on. Yeah. Oh, we got to get to Z. That'd be awesome. So they've turned around. They're driving now, you know, down the the center of the promenade, essentially, towards what looks like a a kiosk that's filled with a giant octopus. And so Boimler yells out, watch out, fish people. (laughs) They they crash through this aquarium kiosk that with the and uh, basically Antedians are running away. Antedians are the 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 quote unquote fish people that we saw. That's the McFleetwood alien, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. From uh, TNG season two, Manhunt. Nice. Um, yeah. And then as they peel away, one of the Antedians yell, hey, we're not people. <laughs> no, so, we're fish. That's we're, yeah. pejorative. Don't use people. Watch our fish people. Sorry. Hey, we're not people. 
so that, I thought that was yeah. So that was what we got this little bit, but it just shows you know more of the chaos. Uh, it doesn't really. Get, I like that it gives us the flavor of it without like I don't watch that and go oh I know what the arc for the season is now or whatever. No, I don't want any spoilers. I just want no. little tastes here and there. I want something to just make me chuckle and keep me tidied over for the thing. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to know everything about the thing before I see the thing like spoiler alert. I don't know if anybody knew this, but watching the enterprise blow up was in the trailer for star Trek three. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. No, I don't need to see that, but just give me a little, a little flavor. Um, but yeah, so the, the data action figures are your chain, like, probably not coincidental that yesterday the uh the 13th of july we got an announcement that there are going to be new playmate action figures i, I love it i mean i still i mean i'm not too proud to admit it okay i got playmate action figures on my desk in front of me i'm playing with them right now um <laughs> i can't help myself and so the idea that ooh, playmates is back because that was really you think of playmates toys you think of the silver age of Star Trek and how kind of in an echo of the early 1970s time period, you couldn't go into a big box store without seeing something with the Star Trek name on it. Yeah. Which I really miss now. Uh, you get a little taste of that. You go into target, you'll see some Mego figs, but mm -hmm. the idea of knowing that you can go online or go into a big box and just have to choose it's not, oh, great, there's a Star Trek figure over there. I want that one. Now you're going to have to go in and be like, what do, I, what do I need to fill my collection with? And you're going to have to make some choices. I love it. Hopefully these aren't just going to be adult collectors buying them and not taking them out of the package or taking them out of the package but on their desk or whatever. That These might actually be toys that are played with by children. Well, I, and I can, I can kind of speak directly to that. I mean, you and I both have friends uh you know in the in the cbs in the company and, mm -hmm. and that work for the franchise and one of the things that we've all been really excited for is not just to see toys on the shelves for us i mean i'm i'm an old collector i can go out onto the interwebs and get whatever i want in this yeah. day and age but the ability to see star trek uh really on, on, in the minds of kids because we've got to backfill our own positions within the franchise. We're going to die out. And if we die out and we haven't replaced ourselves, the fandom dies with us. I don't know about you, but I'm not dying. <laughs> You're immortal. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm here for a while. <laughs> uh, I might end up in the Nexus. But, but you know, the idea that finally we're making inroads with kids. Prodigy is coming. Yeah. But kids, I already know kids. My daughter's one of them. And yeah, she lives with a Trekkie, but what are you going to do? <laughs> um, Star Trek is already starting to appeal to kids when Prodigy hits and hopefully hits big. Yeah. You know, Viacom CBS, uh, Nickelodeon, and the the merchandising arm behind that consumer products is is ready. And this announcement displays that. So yeah. when when a kid turns on Prodigy, gets turned on to the show and digs it, there's going to be a toy they can go play with and continue yeah. to live out the fantasy of whatever they've just seen on the screen, just like you and I did in the seventies. We would turn off that episode of, of the animated series when it ended and go play landing party. Yeah. And today's kids in 2022 next year are going to be able to do that. <laughs> They're going to have that same experience. And hopefully it's something that they'll carry with them throughout not only their lives, but deeper into the franchise and they'll be able to explore all of it. And some of that 
is going to be backloaded into the toy line because while they're reaching for that new prodigy figure, whether it's a Janeway hologram or a, you know, a Tellerite teenager, I forgive me for the alliteration. I can't help myself <laughs> um, there. You know, when they pull that Tellerite off the peg, there might be a Picard or a data lingering behind it. And it could be a Picard or data from Star Trek Picard or likely it could be a Picard or data from TNG because the other thing, the announcement gave us yesterday is the idea that these aren't just going to be toys from current ongoing new productions. They're going to be taking product ideas from the entirety of the 55 years of Star Trek's franchise history. So I would really love to see like a Vendorian or something like that, just right? like action figures of some of the aliens from TAS that we never really saw. You know, they had the Mego figures and as, as beloved as they are as sort of a nostalgia thing, uh, they also are not the best action figures in the world. And like, oh, you know, bite they, your tongue. I've got my, nah, no, okay. no, close your ears. My, I, I'm, right. I'm saying close my ears, <laughs> close your ears to my original 1974 Mego Kirk standing. Right I have next to Kirk, me. Spock and, and a, um, a, a Klingon. Actually, I had a bunch more. Unfortunately, a few years before I moved into this place, uh, my storage unit got broken too. Oh, no. Tons of Star Trek stuff and other stuff too, but, and it, what I knew, I knew that they were actually looking for specific things because they took just collectibles. And this is what really like, just it hurt. They took out the star Trek five plastic cup that I had and stuck it in the middle of the storage unit. Well, like, almost they had like to go they were into. Yeah. Like here you get a star Trek five thing. That's what I'm leaving you. Wow. They were, I mean, I'll give they... them credit for being ironic. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were knowledgeable thieves. Basically. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got ripped off by yeah. Trekkies with a sense of humor. Yeah, um, but thankfully, ooh. I actually had for another podcast I had taken out Kirk Spock and the Klingon to take pictures for something else, and they were in my house. Well, so that's I didn't good. Have them. Yeah, so those I still have. Looking back, having those Mego toys are really cool, and the ones that they've redone are cool as well. But those are for us; those are not yeah. for the new uh viewer or even the new fan really well you know. you know what's interesting is is that these new this new line by playmates uh that was announced yesterday uh that's on the back of prodigy and lower decks that's kind of you know it's not necessarily what's driving it but it's a great jumping off point for this new line and very much in the same way you know it was when the animated series came out that somebody in Mego went to Marty Abrams and said, we should really look at TOS. We should look at Star Trek and yeah. we should look at the animated series and we should, you know, see about making some products with these people. Marty had the foresight to say, okay, go talk to Paramount. And the guy he sent came back uh, from one meeting with a $5,000 license that then spawned 50 million in sales on Star Trek action figures. Okay. TNG comes out in 87 with a toy line um, that really was a little underwhelming. You had the Galoob toy line that came out uh, with TNG. And a lot mm. of us kids back then, we were kind of disappointed. We're like, why is Picard purple? We later, you know, being someone who's worked with the real costumes from TNG, mm -hmm. those Galoob figures were far more accurate than anybody ever gave them credit for being. But at the time, yeah. who knew? I have so, a Tasha Yar still in box somewhere. That, like, oh, that's amazing. 
Yeah, it was it was 99 cents at Kmart. And I'm like, I'm going to get that because Tasha Yar is eventually somebody's going to want it. You know, I think it was when she had. I don't think she had been killed off yet. I wasn't sure she may wow. have been. But uh, so a I little oil up, slick on her cheek. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, really, there hadn't been a lot in stores for, you know, TNG mm-hmm. in, in what was becoming a public feeding frenzy for anything related to TNG. People forget that even in syndication, that thing was an enormous hit. So in 91, you know, uh, on the on the back of, you know, behind uh, Best of Both Worlds and Family and things like that you're finally getting tng hitting its stride a year later you get the first playmates action figure which mm-hmm. not many people remember what the first one was the first one was this it's picard in his flight jacket new jacket yeah it, what i called <laughs> at the time um my best friend and i referred to as the pnnu picard's nifty new uniform <laughs> and uh which meant that the jacket the subset of that was the pnnuj picard's nifty new uniform jacket <laughs> And so this isn't an accident. This was the look of the future of TNG at that point. And so this was the first, this is what led the Playmates action figures. Mm-hmm. In a way, I'd be really okay with the idea of one of the first new Playmates figures being a Picard. Because well, that's that, what it, they launched it is with. A Picard. If, if, if what they actually posted is a real indication of what they're going to have, we they, they basically the graphic that came out looked like, you know, people beaming down you can barely see anything so thanks to the magic of photoshop actually if you just look (laughs) at it really closely you can kind of see it too um we have data burnham picard in his picard um jacket from the tv show uh pike saru there's a space and then there's spock in what is supposed to be i guess his his um traveling uniform or whatever when he had the beard Right. Yeah. It's funny because the way that this is done and just by changing the levels of it, it almost looks like he doesn't have pants on, but I'm sure he does. It's just the lighting and the way, the way it's been it's adjusted. The lighting. So it's the outfit yeah. that he spent most of uh, season yeah. two of discovery in. Yeah. But there's a space. And like we were talking about before, you had mentioned like that, that had happened uh, in a different release as well. Well, not so much a different release, but when you see a space yeah. there, it begs the question, well, what, wait a second. Why would anybody yeah. put up an image with negative space unless mm-hmm. that portends something? Right. And I think probably that negative space is for a uh, prodigy character. Maybe it looks uh, like two people could fit in that. Which, actually, that well, I'm getting there. Maybe uh, holographic Janeway and uh-huh. uh, possibly um, Mariner from yeah, lower decks lower decks would make a whole lot of sense there um cool. so you've got something from each one of the new shows and a legacy character with data um so you yeah know, this is really telegraphing where the line is going now well, i can be the pedantic star trek fan why are you beaming a hologram no <laughs> <laughs> good point well okay unless she has a mobile emitter a mobile <laughs> emitter there you go um <laughs> One thing that I think is interesting, and and I kind of wanted to point out for people that might be concerned, um, you know, I saw some questions online yesterday. What does this portend for the Mego line that, you know, some of us are Mm -hmm. really fond of? And I don't think it ties back to TAS because we were, you know, like had the animated series not happened, like it it actually really influenced the look of the Mego figures. It drove it. Yeah, Yeah. it did. It's kind of a hybrid. The Mego toys were definitely a hybrid between TOS and TAS. Yeah. Most of the products of that era were a hybrid because they were both running on the air concurrently 
and, and syndication and on Saturday morning. And so and that was back before people were like, no, that should just be one thing. <laughs> like, you know, back when people were less picky about accuracy of props, maybe I shouldn't say less picky, but just it wasn't as big as a cultural uh, uh, pop culture thing that people were interested in. It's like, you know, you've got businessmen who work in finance who are also, you know, they want to have the perfect Thor hammer, you know, so right. you've got it. That's a, a thing that just did not exist when we were kids. We were, we were the outcasts and the goofy people for liking these things. And yet that Mego, that original 74 Mego line still has some of the best sculpts ever. Mm -hmm. One of the best likenesses of William Shatner ever is that original Mego figure. And he's he's hard to actually sculpt because he his is face very hard to sculpt. Is is it's weird, but it's like he and I. They had the same issue when I was drawing Chris Pine. They both have like generic handsome face, <laughs> and there's there's not a lot of very specific details. Like when you look at the animated series, when they try if they did a different character, they could just they took William Shatner off and or the Kirk, and then just tweaked it slightly, and he was a different guy then. You know, it's oh. like so yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, and so, you know, that Mego line actually is something that many of us are really fond of. And yeah. the thing is, this Playmates announcement doesn't really disturb that. Mego, Mego still has its plans uh, for the future, um, yeah. for the figures and for the line that it is continuing um, at its scale with cloth clothing. Um, I know that if you look at these, even these fuzzy sort of obscured images of the new Play Playmates line, you can see little highlights here and there, even though it's an artist rendering that right. indicates that their clothing is plastic. They're molded in. It's going to be yeah. very much like the Mego line of the 1990s, probably with a with a slightly sharper degree of uh, uh, resemblance in terms of likenesses. Yeah. And things like that. I'm assuming that's from like computer scanning and stuff e like that. Exactly. Now. But still kind of in that scale, that mm -hmm. great feel in the hand. Uh, the, I, I mean, I love the Playmates figures because they feel I'm assuming they'll make them the same size so they can interact with the ones that have come from the past. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I think they'll probably be in the same scale. But again, I don't know that the two lines, you, I don't know that it, you could put a figure from the 91, uh, sorry, 92 to 99 line next to a 20... 22 figure mm. just because the likeness will be so much sharper on the new figure mm. that I don't know that you'll be able to blend the two lines very much. And that's something I've seen other people commenting on. They hope. Can you the put same. them into like a mod, like the, the bridge of the enterprise kind of a thing. Like, with those, Oh yeah. I believe they'll be the same yeah. scale, yeah. but you know, there will Somebody be. Somebody did point out that Saru doesn't license. look any taller than the yeah, other character. That's an artist rendering. I think yeah, you'll probably a, see a taller Saru when it comes yeah, out. I, I said if if you're if it's just the the graphic design background that I have, it's like if this is if this is what I think it is, it's somebody wanting to make everything look fairly even. If you make somebody a bit taller, it looks like you've made a mistake with the design, right. even though you haven't. So sometimes it's easier just to, you know, I, I said if it really helps, just imagine that he's further back in the transporter pad. <laughs> that's just perspective. Right. So but also, yeah. I, I mean, and everybody's concentrating on the figures, but seriously, this announcement also contains ships, mm -hmm. um, role play. I mean, as, as the kid who ran around in the backyard playing landing party, I'm excited for the idea of more role play toys. The meet the uh, Playmates role play toys of the 1990s, the, the TOS phaser, TOS communicator, oh, yeah. the boomerang phaser from or Cobra Head, actually from TNG. 
those toys were great. And I still use my phaser and tricorder when I was doing night shift stuff and just, you know, doing photos. Right. And they, they were fantastic toys, but also great fodder for people who wanted to modify them to make them look more accurate. You know, there's a whole little fan hobby and industry out there of people that have taken those playmates role play toys and really made them into kind of homemade props that look really good at a glance. Um, these, you know, so role play toys and uh, like finally getting a, 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 you know, a phaser from one of the new shows or maybe a communicator that'll do something. Yeah. That would be nice with the role play toys. You know, that was something that we enjoyed as kids. Today's kids are going to be able to enjoy that too with prodigy and with lower decks. I mean, who doesn't want to see a tricorder with a purple stripe on it? I'll take that right now. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure it comes with the power source. That would be great. Just to have like a little glowing, like a little ball with it. <laughs> like a little, with it or, or a little crystal. Yeah. yeah. Like I would want this without the batteries. <laughs> well, that brings us back to lower decks. So, you know, we've this week, we've had the lower decks, uh, 15 second trailer. And then on July 23rd, there's Comic-Con at home where we're actually hopefully going to get more information about Prodigy and lower decks. And the whole franchise. I mean, and the whole franchise. I'll yeah. take any of it. But I know specifically they've talked about those two two shows. So oh yeah, we know at least they will be talking about that, which is in our wheelhouse. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see stuff for uh, Strange New Worlds, which none of that we've actually talked about in the toys. So like, who knows what that's going to well, be? Well, one of the shadowed in toys is a Pike. Um, true, that's true. And- it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be Pike from Discovery. Um, well, I mean, Pike from Discovery, Pike from Strange New Worlds, flip a coin. Um, well, right, yeah. What's going to be fun is is that uh, earlier in our conversation, we had talked about how this leads into not only toys for these two new animated series, but for the franchise as a whole. And this can only benefit the other new live action Star Trek shows that are currently going on. If you've got a kid who's going down a toy aisle and uh, at Target, okay, and he sees the a Mariner and a Boimler, and then he sees a holographic Janeway, or like I said before, the Tellarite kid, which is my personal favorite. What is that character's name? Somebody please remind me. Hit us up. So you know, on the on the peg with these figures, you're gonna have a Christopher Pike or a number one. Or better yet, a Spock. And what better gateway drug could you have for the entire franchise than Spock? He runs through all of it. Old, new, alternate universes. Spock is kind of at Child the crossroads. Version. <laughs> Child version, 50-foot version from the animated <laughs> series. Uh, pretty much the crossroads of the franchise is going to be Spock. And how exciting will it be to see all of these new products plus a Spock. And so you're going to have kids that are going to go, wait, what's that guy? Who's the guy with the blue shirt in the ears? I want, I want that figure. And maybe just maybe they'll go back and they'll check out who Spock is and they'll see an animated Spock. They'll see a live action Spock, a lot of them, a lot of different ones. And they'll hopefully discover Star Trek along the way, because even with the products, that's what Star Trek does best. It's going to entertain you while hopefully it teaches you a little something. Well, thank you so much for joining me, John. Uh, We will be back again 
like probably twice before I thought we actually were even going to start. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's great. like I, it's it's like you and I said uh, before we started recording. Uh, you know, we kind of had a goal in mind as to a structure for this. You know, we have our th- we have our three hosts, your co-hosts. Right for these three different podcasts and yet being the original animated series uh we're not tethered to a timeline we're not tethered to air dates because they're all in the past uh and currently you can go right now to paramount plus or your own dvd stack and put on an episode of the original animated adventures of gene roddenberry's star trek and watch it to your heart's content so we we don't feel bound to those restrictions and we're probably just going to pop in and out as we feel like it yeah it feels like it touches on a lot of different things the the bridge between live action and movies and and everything so well and again there there are these touch points throughout star trek's there are these uh again there are these touch points throughout star trek's history without each one you don't get the next phase if you'll forgive the pun of the franchise without the cage you don't get to tos proper without tos proper you don't and without the unsatisfying ending of tos proper you don't get the animated series and the animated series was really the proof that you could springboard and have more beyond the original series so it worked even when it wasn't even the same medium exactly the, the, the characters resonate, the meanings, messages, and morals, sorry, John Champion, Coolie. Uh, do resonate on and, and, and move forward. So TAS is the precipice. It's the cliff after which you get the entire deep chasm of the franchise to explore. So really, it makes sense that we'd be able to go in and out and around the timeline as we will, because that is what Star Trek and Star Trek the Animated Series is all about. It is, and thanks for jumping the timeline to co-host with me today. And I will see you and Jesse and Darren for Lower Deck Season 2 premiere. Yep. All right, man. You take care. And thanks to all of you out there for joining us today. If you could do us a favor, you know, if you feel so inclined, just to drop into iTunes and give us a review and a rating. It really does help people find the show. Until next time, live long and prosper. Don't you give me that sarcastic Vulcan salute! Coconut!